listening to Free Beers and a Movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of Three Beers and a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm here with... Sean McKay. Green McCallop. James Bond. <laughs> You're not James You are most of James Bond has hair. You're James Bond. Yeah, you got a good... who you are, you're not... So if you're not James Bond, who are you? Jolly, you fellas. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. Stop stroking your pussy. What, what, what is your name? Thank you, Errol. Once again, we're at Raven. And can I get a quick call? What are you drinking tonight? Um, OK, move on. Barry, what are you drinking? Oh, the finest lemonade in all the land. So Barry's always working night shift. Barry, what are you drinking? I'm drinking. I've got uh, a pint of Dennis and a glass of white wine. Aloe tree, energy. Lorraine is going full Glaswegian right now on, on double spirits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm drinking, I can't pronounce it, it's called Hopopotamus. Hopopotamus. From Broughton. I like it, it's good. Um, anyway, Colin, what have you seen not at the cinema this week? Not? Yes, what, what, what do you want of interest? Of interest? Um, I watched, I know, I'm going to say I watched it, but I won't talk about it because you want to watch it, talk about it. Yes. Annihilation. By Alex Garland. By Alex Garland, which just dropped in Netflix. I can't guarantee it looks lovely. Okay, that's fine. Um, dropped in Netflix this week. Now, the story behind it is, um, it was meant to be a global cinematic release. Yes. And we've done some screen testing. Screen testing? Okay. Screen tests, and uh, apparently it was too intellectual too smart. for an average audience. So what they've done was Alex crashed out them and they decided to do a cinematic release in China and America and then 22 days later was a Netflix drop yeah. on... I think the cinematic release in America was limited as well. It wasn't like a full run, it was like a limited was like it? key city run. Yeah, it wasn't like a big um, I watched it, really, really enjoyed it and I think it would have been good on the big screen. I think Lorraine wasn't as enamoured as I was by it. Uh, when you left the room, I did the thumbs down rating on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. Compared to other intellectual sci-fi like something like say Arrival or Midnight Special, is it on a par with that? The actual trailer, the most comparable thing there was X-Machina. Right, okay. I love X-Machina. Um, very much in the same vein as X-Machina and maybe some of the same ideas and themes of it as well. Oh, okay. Um, so it's not like, it's not just, like, did I feel X-Machina, although Brown felt like a really, it felt like a great Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Does this feel like a Black Mirror episode? This could do. This yeah, yeah. Would sit in that, that, that world. Okay. okay. We'll talk so more about the next week. Yeah, yeah. We'll both always watch it. Um, anything else of interest? Yeah. Um, Lorraine made me watch a documentary. Called? Um, called yeah, yeah. Uh, What's about? If you want to watch it, you'll get it. If you search that anyway, Netflix or Amazon? YouTube. And what's it for? What are they Yeah, it's, it's something like um, 
Toyin Bee Tiles, Resurrect Dead, Movie 2001, On the Planet Jupiter. Uh, I mean, maybe it's Resurrect Dead. It's on the Planet Jupiter, Resurrect Dead. Yeah, yeah, in that kind of form. And um, there's, there's a bunch of guys that decided, there's a guy that's really intelligent guy, he's an artist. Um, and it's been his obsession for many years. And him and a couple of other good friends decided to find out. What about yeah. Who made them and why they made them? Um, and without spoiling like, too much about it, did they, they get a resolution of it? Did you get something at the end of it? Or possibly. Possibly. Well, I felt like they did. You got um, closure, didn't you? You were quite, you know. I, I, whatever, whatever they found out, I was happy to go with that. Yeah. Okay. They've got a different line of investigation and there's, but there's leads there that they follow and they do have who they think ultimately responsible. But there's no confirmation not, of it. It's not conclusive. Right, okay. And I think it's still... All the evidence points... It sounds like a good... It sounds like it, it, now, if it made now a podcast rather than a, rather than a documentary. It's only about an hour and 20 minutes. Aye, but a podcast is spin down to like a nine episode podcast. Ah, uh, but do you know the visuals of it and the actual. Make it more than what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You, you get a good feel for it. Used to like those movies. Yeah, yeah, I'll make a good point. I don't know if you spent an average quite a bit. Oh, okay. Used to use a movie for it. Try and track it down. It wasn't just these messages, and everybody tells us all this kind of ramblings as well about conspiracies and. Russians and presidents and shit like that. by Russians. <laughs> but with mysteries like that, you'll always find that there's a core group. Um, in fact, I think once he did this, I think he's moved on to a new obsession. Yeah, I think he's on Burnham. Nah, he's not a platter. Um, yeah, yeah, what's the name of the documentary again? Uh, Resident Dead. The Toy and Tiles. Okay, T-O-Y-N. And you found it all on, on YouTube? Well, no, we Googled it and then it was Vimeo on YouTube. Vimeo on YouTube. No, you can't watch it on YouTube. Vimeo. Vimeo. And the other thing we watched, if you remember, was Strangers. The one with, yeah, uh, with, with Tyler. Tyler. I like that film. I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, it's a lot. Decent. Um, me, Lorraine, and Andy watched it. Andy thought it was the biggest pair of things I've ever seen. Andy, what did you think? I <coughs> liked it. I liked the pace of it, but I felt like it, there was build up, but then the payoff wasn't as good as it could have been with that amount of build up. Is that the problem with like, the fair of most like, sort of tense horrors like that? You have a great premise. Sort of the, the turn is good, but to conclude it in a way that makes you feel that you watch them, it, 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 it never really satisfies them. I, mean, I, can't think, I can't really think of many horrors that actually satisfy the final thought. There was one that was thinking in it that was really bothering me. I swear to God, I don't know why I left Taylor, I just didn't put some fucking shoes on. Did you go and John McLean that's fine? Did John McLean put shoes on? John McLean didn't have time to put shoes on. She had time to put shoes on. I thought, I thought it was tense, the way it just built tension and it just kept going and going and I get what you about the ending, it's like, was that it? But I like that, the fact that, was that it? I kind of got that, because I mean, it's like... Say like something, Jill would hate this because she hates films that end without a proper conclusion, she gets very angry. I don't I, I really like the ending, I thought the payoff was quite well done because it is like, it doesn't have to be quite fucking payoff, I mean, 
That's a film that I, I didn't do particularly well at the cinema, but it's then sort of built an audience on DVD and on like yeah. uh, Netflix and Amazon and stuff like that. So sort of, people got a lot of like, respect for it in the later years, but it's taken a while to build its audience. I think. When they were doing testings of it, there was issues with the views, and there was sounds problems. It was static, things like that. I think the audience is not going to be the sound clear for the audience, but it's something I'm dealing with. Yeah, I thought it gave it so much more depth. Maybe the audience just really. What's going on? Awesome, sir. Who wants anything else you want? That was a lot. Barry, what do you watch this week? Do you want to say it loud and watch it this week? Keep proud. Keep proud. I have watched eight hours of the latest season of Jolly Show. You are pathetic. You are low. For some reason, the Skybox never recorded it. Like, oh, because you said it to record it, is that why? Because your Skybox has a piece. So, it only dawned on us like, once we started seeing our first round, and we're like, when is this coming back? Is this something you really need to watch together? Yes. Okay. It is ultimately my guilty pleasure. No, no, no. forced it upon her. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think he has. Look at that. Look at everything he's forced it upon her. See if he wants to watch some really classy dog movies, but no, we're watching Jordy Short. It's actually really funny because I'll be watching it, sitting there going, Dear Jab, I wish I was that young again. And then I'll be looking to Stacey, and Stacey will just be shaking her head at every moment. Like I said, it is starting to die off now. Because a lot of the original main people have now completely disbanded, and the people that are left. The lives have been ruined. Probably, but you can see that they can't. The tertiary syphilis. It's been a great, it's the worst kind of syphilis that gets your brain and you end up insane. You think that Trump's got... It has probably been a syphilis. But it is, like, you can kind of see that MTV's trying to inject, like, drama now, whereas before they just left them with... Oh, it's just not reality, it's shifted reality now. Now they're trying to set stuff up. It's all the main crazy people now Right. So, the ones that have left... The have got like, they're kind of just trying to make them fight. Yeah. I can't believe we're spending, we're spending way more time on Jolly Joe, whatever, really sure. Can I ask you a question? Have you seen anything classic? Yeah, have you seen any movies about this week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only other thing I've seen outside the cinema was uh, the first episode of Flinktown. It's on Netflix. Which is a Netflix documentary. And it's all about? Uh, the town of Flint. Oh, with the water problem. Yeah, and that policing problem, and just basically a town is dying on its arse. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and the government just ignored it. Ignored it. Yeah. yeah, Michael Moore's going to fix it, but he hasn't fixed it either. Yeah, yeah. After watching the first episode, right, we all know they've got a water crisis. Yeah. But I cannot help but see a timeline between Flint's water crisis, then getting bottles of water all the time, and then all the plastic in the ocean. Yeah, I, I feel like think Flint is to blame for the plastic in the ocean. Flint <laughs> is killing off turtles, you think, is what you're saying? No, it's Flint's water crisis. It's the change uh, where they got their water from in town from like Lake Michigan or somewhere yeah, into somewhere else. And the river had 
much too much something in it and it started corroding all the old pipes even faster than the, the lake and that put too much zinc or something or lead into the water yeah. so now the government knew about it and the local council knew about it and just didn't say to anyone for at least six months before they were all sitting there it's, it's not all fun because I think it's just again it down to the fact the, the water supply of the, the bad water supply get into sort of the, the black and sort of yeah. poor areas yeah. whereas the old water is actually still okay, it's still filling the, the white, relatively rich areas of the town. So just on a walk in the north. But it rained. It rained. Oh, it rained. Like they basically said you're not washing the port. Don't do anything. Yeah, but they don't. Yeah. People actually cut the water supply. Like, so it's, it's not. It's, it's not okay, but it's better than what. It wasn't the point that we could run out of water like tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Because I think we were saying that by summer it won't be. Yeah, yeah, no, it rained. It had rained for about a year nearly, so it had rained. So that's helped everything. I'm only. I'm just picturing. Timothy Dreadwell, have you ever seen Grizzly Hill? Yes. And he's in the tent screaming that we need some water, as if like the camera, and anybody can do anything about it. Please don't give me a... He's going off, he's no, absolutely yeah. nothing. Uh, no one up on himself. Picture myself last night on my iPod, that's roughly what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> screaming at the void, hoping someone answers. No one answered. Um, anything else? Apparently Flint. No, that was that. It's been a bit of a week. But it's on Netflix, Flint, isn't it? It's, apparently it's getting great reviews, it's well yeah, worth no, watching. Yeah, it is. It's really good. Okay, I've seen some reviews online, both are comparing the way it's shot to the wire. Right, okay. So, being that for what it is. It's, it's, not a, it's not a drama, it's a documentary. No, it's proper documentary. Thank you. Okay. Well, that's a big problem. Yeah. Um, I've actually watched nothing at home. I've been out, I know it's shocking. I've been I watched I re watched Wonder Woman because I've never seen Wonder Woman, so we watched that. Had the same issues with that as before. Loved the first two acts, loved that, doesn't work at all. And we rewatched Baby Driver because it's on Sky Holds up immensely well. Even on a small screen, worked really well, loved it. Um, just back to what you were saying before that. Do you think that does Marvel's got the same issue? Do you think it's just that genre that there's just not enough to take? Marvel can nail the third act more than I think they see that. It's always weaker, yes. Yeah, well, it's weaker. You're a lot of the time you've thought that. In any film, they've thought that you're trying to make a conclusion, something you've got to satisfy, make it as possible. It's always a troublesome area of a film. Um, so, I just, but sometimes if, if it feels more, it, it feels even worse, you know what I mean? The third lag does seem to struggle. Yeah. Yeah. He's always trying to find something that suits the. the Scale of it. I think the best would take it open as well, and that's the problem is they can't. I think even if they close, I think it's a bigger film. If you close the look, or close that film off in a way that says this is film closed, you can either start off another one with two film and a completely different set and see if you do a Spider-Man film in a completely different way. You don't have to like, keep it open because we all know it's going to come back anyway. It's not like we have to leave everything in, everything into everything. Um, but no, Jill watched it, she really liked it. Um, I liked it again, but just the subject wasn't working. Just quickly on that uh, did you see if it's a Ninja Batman? Yeah. There's always going to be somebody, uh, Nick Cage doing Superman voice. I mean, maybe basically they get transported back to the Ninja Japan. All right. They find ninjas. So Batman's like a ninja, Joker's like a evil samurai. Japan's always had its anime versions yeah. of the superheroes that has gone for a while. I've looked out for it. I've also watched comic book notes as well. See Black Panther cost over the commercial. Over a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's got their quick little bit much energy other than Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, high school scene movie or no? Well, Avengers is higher. I think it will. It should make. If it keeps going this rate, it should make top four of all time behind Avatar, Titanic. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Some of the other ones. 
what kind of level is the Avatar will be number one still. This film is doing a lot. It can't, you do not get to the that level of success by being a film that only targets one audience. Everyone is going to see this film. Yeah. yeah, multiple times. A lot of people, people all want to see this film, not just one specific subset of people. It's making a of money because it's a good film. Yeah, enjoyed it well. Um, so I did watch Edna at home other than that. I've been watching. Um, but you wanted to talk about the film we talked about last week. Did you see it? Yeah, Sarah, uh, myself and Lorraine went to see Ladybug, which you discussed last week. We did, yes. Did you like it? I enjoyed it a lot. Um, did it remind you of your time when you were growing up in California as an 18 year old? I wasn't 18 in 2002, you can say. <laughs> Maybe 19 in 2002. I am always a fucking teenager. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you liked it. I enjoyed it, I really, really liked it. I love Bonnie Metcalf. I love, I, I, I think we've all said Bonnie Metcalf is good, but I love Sasha Ronan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sasha Ronan. 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 Sasha Really awkward, like, goofy, giggly, like, it's the look, look in her eyes when she sees a teacher that she got a crush on yeah, with yeah. the pregnant wife. Oh, the devastation. I guess it's just pure and utter oh, devastation. Yeah. She's not depressed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she looks so. I guess you see her heart. Is that, is that actually in The Simpsons when you see Ralph's heartbreak? Yeah. It's, it's that moment. Yeah. Yeah, like when you see her heart ripped yeah. in heart, it's really creepy. I thought the, the, the priest was a standout for me. He yeah. was. No, he like two scenes. I know, but whenever he was on screen, I was like, wow, who did I guess? I want to know more about him. He's just amazing. I cry. Absolutely. And then it also has. The 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 uh, the edges. Yeah, the edges. Yeah, yeah. Timothy Chalmers is in it as well. Yeah, we gave them both ways, didn't we? We both brought them in as well. Would you get it? I love Laurie Metcalf, I love Shay. She's going to make a phenomenal actress, so this is my vote for this, always the best. I love her as an actress, it's a she's not in more stuff. She's so much stuff. She's not in the United States, she's done a lot more theatre. She's quite good. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. She always be with Anne's sister, won't she? She always be Anne Jackie. Yeah, she always be Anne Jackie. She's also supposed to People know more now is Sheldon's mum, though. A younger generation. She's Sheldon's mum in Big Bang. She always be Anne Jackie. Sasha Rowan, she's in her she was so she did a really good job of being like a teenager. Yeah. She'd be Richard Tubbs, we see in Brooklyn, and she plays like a kind of 20s. Maybe early, like 21, 22. She did that, and she's actually older now than she was when she done that, and she's playing a younger girl. It felt, yeah, I thought she was phenomenal. Do you think it was slightly by the Oscar thing? It deserved any Oscars? Like, it didn't get 
Yeah, I think it's Jim Hall. No, no, it's nothing. I think it's Jim Hall. I've got nominations, but I didn't get any awards. Yeah, I think Van Trapp is still hostage. I don't know. I find that... I just find that... I don't know. 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 I'm not told, that's, yeah, it's, it's all the budget as well. Some films will budget to, to actually go for the Oscar race. Japan have like Mad Max and win anything the year ever not for it, or they win any big awards because the studio was determined that the Public Enemy film, the one with Johnny Depp, yeah, yeah. that would be their Oscar one. And it was awful, but they put all the money in to get that an Oscar. So they didn't promote um, George Miller or Mad Max for Best Picture or Best Director or anything like that, when it absolutely, absolutely should have done. Um, so we're all technical stuff instead. Of the only thing about the AP Club was after watching that was it made me remind myself about the episode of American Dad and it's called Independent Movie and it's them um, just having a little independent movie in an episode and I cannot, I, I cannot recommend this episode enough. Watch it and then you would sit there going, it's the hitting all the I mean, it, yeah, it does scream independent movie. There's a film that just came out the um, South by Southwest last yeah, night, yeah. and it's kind of called 13. No, not 13, that's the one we were out a couple years ago. But it's about a 13 year old girl growing up. Uh-huh. And essentially, again, we're looking at the trailer for it, it's hitting all the same. Like, we know how to make an indie film and we'll make this film, it'll put a tug on the heart strings, you'll love the girl in it. But it is hitting base I points. Think, I think the only thing I've actually seen Greta Gerwig, that she's involved, been involved in, I know she was done lots of things, but I the only thing I think I've seen is Francis Ha. Have you seen Mr. America? No. I, 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 I love Francis Ha. We looked at Mr. America, she wrote that and she's in it as well. She's the director, she's writer right, right and she's a star of it. Right. Really good film. Yeah. It is very pretentious. It is, again, it's an indie film, it's an indie yeah. film. It's, just, it's not trying to be an other indie film. Mistress America. Mistress America. She's trying to basically get pregnant, isn't she? Don't they have a different song than that? Yeah. Which is in the Yeah, sorry, they're that one. Because once you try and get pregnant as well, you can't remember the name of now, is you try to basically that's a plan if you have a baby. Regardless of how does you want to have a baby. Um, oh. So it's a good film again, she's really good in it as well. Um, it's got Ethan Hawke in it as well. Yeah, so find that one out. Um, but that's it, that's all right. I also really, just really as a side note there, I just really enjoyed the character of her brother and the brother girl again. Yeah, yeah. And that whole yeah, yeah. economy of like, when things don't necessarily pan out, you've got to move and move back in with your yeah. mum and dad, and there's all these fights that there was at one point, right? So at one point, my mum and dad's tiny fucking semi detached house in Bishop Riggs, there was my mum, my dad, my oldest sister and her toddler and my older brother and me and me my sister who was like <laughs> in her early 20s and I was maybe about 12 and my kids all in the one room and her kids on top of each other and the whole house just full of like I'm thinking like commitment style here right now. 
And it just adds, and it adds the fact that yeah, people have to move back in with their family, and it's not fun, it's not fun, and everybody gets on each other's tips. Yeah. Yeah. You've already had that independence. And I just love how that's the, the, the brothers girlfriend, she's like, nobody knows her, she had to actually introduce yeah, herself. Yeah, I'm here as well, by the way, she's like, oh, hi. Yeah, right, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of it is related to their scenarios in real life. Yeah, I think even if like you said, if you're not even if you're not a seventeen-year-old girl growing up in California, there's a lot of stuff that I want to still hit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not like if you're massively scheming obvious brattish way, but yeah, seventeen years old. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you have a got a clue? A lot of the time, how the mother works, the fact that you have to leave being bad, but entire life, and you know what I mean. And you can't just get what they want. They've got no. Do you still want time for such? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's something that we've all seen. You've seen this one? No, you've got to this one. He was never really... Yeah. Are we going with that one first? Yeah, we're going with that one first. Well, I was going to do it with years. How do you go on order? Because we're going to do it quickly. Yeah, I've been running out. I have a script to this thing every week. Sorry, I've been... You've noticed? It's not his dear diet. I know, I have an effort. I put effort and time into this thing every week. Rich will put more effort into this than I do with their homework. Yeah. I'll serve their Right, so, there's some big films out this week, or a lot of films out this week, because unfortunately I didn't get to see a lot of them. Um, I saw a few. First one is Gringo. Oh, I think I want to see Yes. Not, not the documentary about uh, the McAfee guy. No. Which, ironically, it's called The Satan Day. Yeah, and it's not the Gringo, which is a Mel Gibson film that over here was called How I Spent My Summer Vacation, but in America it was called The Gringo. Oh, is it? Yeah. So Gringo, directed by Nash Edgerton, who is the brother of George. Joel. Joel, yeah, brother of Joel, yeah. They do look alike, yeah. And he's actually he was a writer uh, as well. He's, I guess this is his first directing job. He did a film called The Square, I'm not really sure if it was a short or not, but he got a bit he got a lot of awards for that film. He's also actually a stunt performer as well. Ooh, yeah, so that's how he's, he's always he's, he's, his his credits are always in the same films as I've only seen him because he's like a very small role in is it the gift? Yes, he's in that as well. I really like that's yeah. a really good film, he's got a small role. That was Joel directed that one. Aye, but uh, his brother's yeah. got a wee he's like a dinner guest yeah. or something. So look out for each other, but he's a stuntman as well. He's a lot of stuff that Joel was in, he's also probably like either a stuntman or as a, some, maybe possibly, yeah. Um, so Joel Edwin's obviously in this film as well. You've got Sharon Copley as well, you've got Charlie Theron, Alan Ruck, David Oweyo, uh, Stanley Newton and Amanda Seacrest. So it's a good, solid, really fun cast, right? a good, like, properly good acting cast. The plot of the film is, I'm not going to ruin it, but I'm going to ruin it basically. Company invent a drug. David Oello has, has got to go to Mexico to try and get to the basically to drop the, the factory to also get a drop manufacturer so they can be the prime position in the marketplace for the legalised cannabis. Um, while there, he gets kidnapped and basically is then trying to negotiate his release. And there's other a few side stories going on at the same time. It's actually very pulp fictiony because there's like basically there's like four story strands at one time that kind of interlink and overlap and sort of wander each other and over each other and a lot of it weave it together. It comes to weave to get weave together very nicely as well. So everyone gets a nice conclusion to it as well. It all falls together really well. Um, 
not quite as successful as Pulp Fiction, but that is obviously Pulp Fiction. It's one of the best films of all time. This does really well. Um, Charlize Theron is phenomenal. She is like having a half of all the time, being one of the most despicable human beings on the planet. Just anything offensive you think you could say, she will say in this yeah. film. Yeah, it's like to, to just. <laughs> yeah, she has no pretense in calling anyone by any racial stereotypes you can think of at the time. Um, you've also got David Oello, who has normally done a lot of like drama. He was in Selma. Yeah. He's Martin Luther King in Selma. Hero Boy as well. Turned up in um, Interstellar as well at one point. Um, very much known for his. Um, um, but this one shows a lot of comedy. Like he shows he can do comedy really well. He's very genuinely very funny. Yeah, it's a funny script, and he's got funny delivery of it. And he had a, he's got a really funny stream. If you watch it, it's in the trailer. But he did a really good stream. It'll make, make you giggle all the way time. Um, everyone else in it. Everyone's also got the moment in it. You know, the only thing the person doesn't get good enough. Maybe Danny Newton and Amanda Seyfried don't really get enough to do. What they do, they do very well, but they maybe get a bit underserved by what they get. It's a bit of a shame. But, um, I loved it. I thought it was really funny. I laughed a shit ton out of, out of it. Um, I think it was made for about 20 million bucks, so it's really well. And a little bit, it's got tail by its budget a little bit, but. I love, I love, I love this cover, $20 million, I was like, yeah, small budget. Compared to normal, compared to most of it, it is a small budget. If there's any filmmakers out there that want to get $20 million <laughs> dollars, yeah. for a really low budget film, yeah. I'll take your $20 million dollars and I will let you follow me around. Yeah, but $20 million is a... Twenty million buck movie, something that's been missing from the cinema for a lot of time, you know, that, yeah. that $20 million thriller is not really... People either go really cheap for, like, say, you know, a pack of matches and a fruit. A fruit roll up to try and make a film, you know, next to nothing, like Tangerine or like for the project where it looks really cheap, or you go massive budget where you can put all the money into it and put all the, all the advertising into it and you'll make money back on it. People aren't doing this 20 million buck movie that, that will cost 20 million, probably cost 10 million to promote as well, you maybe paying 30, and it might only break even, but I think they're really important films and they still get made for them because you do get really good ones. Ones. No one in this film looks back and goes, the other bad person made that film. But then, do you think people that, like, maybe they, they, they have a lot of money, right? And if there are any famous actors out there listening, please email us and correct me if I'm wrong. But if you have that bunch of money, right? Do you always want to fucking do a project that you would like, You might want to just do something for a laugh. Well, that's, you know, yeah. clearly, that's, clearly that's what this is. You know, the guys, everyone in this film is always made big money on other films, like massive money on our films. So they're doing this for scale. Yeah. You know, they'll get 500 bucks a day. They'll do this. It keeps them in the profile, gives them a good thing to put in their resume, and then it gives them something to use when they go for another film, maybe they can get the big money on, you know, because Charlie's run will make the big money on doing, you know, her Mad Maxes and doing all that kind of stuff she does. Joe Eggleton makes a lot of money being like that. You know, I'm sure he picked up way more money for doing Red Sparrow, which is that he's only like a second or third villain on that yeah. film, isn't he? Then he'll ever make pick up for this. Yeah. Equally so, Alan Rock, so Sandy Newton, so Amanda Side, but she'll make a shit ton of money from Mamma Mia 2. We'll make nothing it's from this. And also it might it can also come down to like scheduling, you know, they've got they've got you know a month free and this film will look short very quickly, which is, is it like, they're on not always doing roles that basically are just so visceral, she must be emotionally fucking exhausted. And this one she's seen a lot of, this one she gets to dress pretty, look pretty and just be a bitch. She really I think she enjoyed this one a lot. She had a lot of fun doing this one. 
he wasn't asked to be sort of like become monster or go with her no arm like or anything else. He said a shit ton of fun. Or a female one. role where she's just like the female, the female role. There's no. Yeah, no. This one she actually she got proper role. She's very good in it. Everyone's very good in it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I give it seven and a half out of ten. It's a really good film. Uh, so definitely want to see it. You get a chance to. I think it's actually got another week in cinema, which is quite good. I'm surprised at how much uh, people watch it. Good try and catch it. Good film. Um, I saw it on the same day. Um, literally straight after. It's a British film called What Like a Panther. So it's all about wrestling. Yeah. Not Americans, because we've got a big American audience, it's not American, it's not Robert Williams. Directed by a guy called Dan Cadden, who's a British guy, and he's his first film, and he's been a writer and stuff elsewhere, like on a lot of British TV shows. And the plot of the film is, like you said, it's about the guys in the 70s and 80s wrestling, I think it's Wild World of Sports, I was called, on um, ITV, I think it was on, back in the day. Um, I can picture you definitely watching this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't, did you watch it? No, I well, you, you're too young, but you must have seen it. Did you watch the videos and DVDs and stuff over? I don't know how you would check these facts. Yeah. yeah. But Barry the wrestling, I appreciate as well. Yeah. Um, essentially, it's these guys who've all retired now. They own a, one of the guys owns a pub. The brewery's going to shut the pub down and decide to put on one big wrestling match to try and raise the money and keep the pub open. Sounds like, it sounds like such a fun movie. No, yeah. no it sounds fucking awful. It, unfortunately, it's more on that side of the oh, Emerald Fallen. It's got a lot of heart to it. It sounds like a tire picture for me already. Yeah, it, it's got heart to it. There is something clearly there, but ultimately, it just it falls flat. The actors aren't. They're all. Okay, it's got a guy called Stephen Graham. Oh, I like Stephen Graham. He's not a lead. Yeah, he's not a lead actor though. Yeah, but he's not a lead. No, he's a good backup actor. He's good at sort of like second, third, fourth villains, but not a lead. Do you mean in the films? In the films, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jason Fleming pops up in as well. I like again, good support actor. No, Fleming, not Fleming. Um, Dave Johns, the guy from I Daniel Blake, main guy in that. He's in it as well. Um, so he's got a decent. Cast in it. The main bad guy though on it is Stephen Tompkinson. <coughs> you know Balakis Angel guy? Yeah. Yeah, Wild at Heart. Well, heart. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. Was he not yeah. on Scandal? I don't think so. Was it what? Angus Dean. Angus Dean was one in the scandal, yeah. <laughs> what the fan, very predictable. Yeah. If it's, it's, got, it's got enough charm, you watch it on a Sunday afternoon. But a bit bland, but it's similar. I think it's aimed at the audience and it's aimed at the northern audience, like sort of middle England, middle England to northern England. Or I would say over 40 to over 50s. Over 40 to over 50s. Yeah, guys who, it kind of feels like people, people in this film, although it's trying to be inclusive of people who are different and living in this world, it does feel like it's, it's aimed at the Brexit crowd. Yeah. <coughs> you know, when things were better back in the 70s when um, Britain had its own destiny or something like that, you know, it's totally aimed at that, you know. Were things always better in the past? Like, no, sometimes in the past things were shit. Yeah. And the reason why something like British wrestling is taken off the air is because basically it kind of was shit a lot of the time. You know, it's not. It got to the point where there was better shit to watch. Yeah. So that's why it's not. It's also had very, very little in the way of trailers and promotion stuff yeah. like that, so which would suggest it was actually pish as well. Yeah. It's, it's, I wouldn't say utter pish, but it's definitely poor. It's definitely poor in a British comedy. Would you give it more than four out of ten? I would give it, I gave it five out of ten. Oh, oh wow, really? It sounds fucking awful. I would say it's awful, but I said, your granny might like it, your mum and dad might like it, but yeah, it's not perfect, but it's enjoyable enough for what it is, but it, it doesn't ling along with memory. Would you feel sad if you had to date you once Yes, I would, I would have been ripped off. Would they have been better off the telly? Yeah, Netflix, Sunday night after Sunday afternoon during on a bank holiday, absolutely fine, no problem then. But if you had to pay nine, ten quid to go and see that film, you'd feel ripped off. Okay.
impressive from the wrestling subject and I just had to object to you and say we are a couple of weeks away from Wrestlemania. Oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm going to say the rocks I'm going to say it doesn't matter who wins, it's all fucking staged anyway, who cares? It's, it's the only time of year that I actually jump in and watch the wrestling and I'm like, it's not like He's making a billion pounds a day per movie, isn't he? He's too busy. He is too busy. He's 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 too busy. Oh, Rampage, you think so? I'll be around soon, yes. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. Sorry, sorry. Right, first film, we're going to one of the main barriers scene, I believe, that you've seen this one yet. It's called Mom and Dad. At the cinema. At the cinema. At the cinema. Not Mom and Dad at the cinema, that's not what they just call it. If you're American or Canadian, we're more American, it's mom and dad, dad but yeah. we're not fucking American. Man and dad. Man and dad. Mom 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 and dad. Yeah. 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 So the plot of this film basically is there's a virus released on, I don't know if it's a world, but maybe a city. Yeah. It's never really explained properly, but in a city where the parents, very importantly, want to kill their own child. They don't want to kill anyone else's children, they only want to kill their own child. And because of that, basically all the parents are going after their own kids to kill them. Um, starring Nicholas Cage as the dad. Nicholas Cage. Uh, Nicholas Cage as Nicholas Cage. Selma Blair plays the mum. And you won't. If you say Nicholas Cage's dad, though, I just imagine like in some sort of cheesy you do say face. You do say that, but the open title clips are very sort of cheesy like that. Oh, you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Uh, you've got Anne Winters plays the, the main daughter in it. She's um, in 13 Reasons Why. She's one of the friends in that. And you've got another couple of people with Zachary Arthur, who he has a lot of stuff from like kids. And also Lance Henderson comes up in it as well. Oh, yes. Carry on. That's not interesting. Um, so, so it's a completely stupid idea, I think, Barry, you'd agree? Yeah, uh, I even the opening credits, I was like, this is kind of a grindhouse kind of Yes, very, very 70s look about it as well. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I did. It's yeah. a bit of fun, you know. It's cinema that's not taken seriously, it's not trying to win awards. It's got Nicolas Cage in it, being Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I mean, does he go through that? He does go through that, I guess. Through that, yeah. Um, it's, also, it's, it's, it's quick as hell. It's, it's, I think it runs about eight to six minutes. It rattles through at pace. It doesn't spend much time wasting around. There was a, there was a bit that I found a bit jargon near the late stage of the movie. Is when, you know, when things are kind of starting to ramp up and you know, things are going on and on, then all of a sudden it does a three week flashback. Yeah, yeah. I was a bit like, ugh. It did do a couple of flashbacks throughout the film. I kind of jarred it because at that point I felt it was getting it's steam, yeah, and then it's and then then it, yeah. yeah. It's definitely not a perfect film by any stretch. There are certainly flaws in it. Um, but I thought Cage has a shit ton of fun. Dilma Blaze has a lot of fun in it as well. All the kids a lot of fun in it. <laughs> It, all the problem I had with it, it seemed a little bit like they reined in at the end a little bit. They ran out of money, almost wow. it feels like they ran out of money at the end. Yeah, it felt like, it felt like they had a, almost like they were too scared to go full blown 18, hot, like holy fuck, look at the hell we can do with this. They went really back to 15 so we can bring back the bands a little bit, but we're going to bigger already. So if they went, so like, there's a couple of bits you go, there's a bit of a woman gives birth to a baby and she instantly hates it because obviously this is a virus, she wants to kill it. 
Yeah. But it's not attached to her by an umbilical cord that yeah. she's trying to kill people they're trying to get it off at the same time. So I'm like, sure that just happens anyway. Regular, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Me and Andy watched um, some trailers the other day and it was for the older movies. It was just a horror action and it was in it. And um, you like the man with the bees? Yes, yes. And what, what we were talking about was um, you think you get like... 10 million getting Nick Cage or 20 million getting Nick Cage. I think like, do you know, want Nick Cage or do you want Nick Cage? No, I think Nick Cage will do in the role that he feels it deserves. Yeah, yeah. But he will put there, he will, if you ask him for something more, he'll give you something more, regardless of the budget. Yeah. But I'll watch somebody's really good. I get a gun, Nick, here's a, here's some space. And I think he's one of the guys who takes up on the interest from either for money reasons or because he's an interesting character. I get the feeling that he probably doesn't get to make the kind of films that he wants anymore. Probably got to make a lot of films that he really was like, yeah, I really want to do this film and get to do the kind of films that I want to be in. And now he's maybe not so much, and so he does what he wants when he wants. And he applies himself to it as much as he wants to, but it's not the same as his behavior. I still think he's in the shady. I think, honestly, generally, he's definitely one of the greatest actors of all time. He just gives you the performance everybody thinks he's That wasn't many people disparaging himself. Yeah, that's what I've got to make you with Nick Cage and Kevin Smith. I mean, Nick Cage says that he loves doing horror, but that's one of his favourite things. He loves horror and he loves comedy. So when you get to combine the two worlds, that's what he wants to do. And this is sort of the perfect um, like, landscape for him to do. He can do comedy, he can do the overblown acting as well. He can just he can go through story. He is funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I've really enjoyed it. Um, five, you give it a ten. I'm going to give it eight. An eight? Wow. I mean, I think you went a bit too high, but fair enough, so. I think it's just good producer. But it is no big, it does not still get anything as what it's exactly what it is. You know, it's it's not a big budget movie. You can see that it's been done on the, like, the smaller budget scale. Yeah. things. So it's like you can see everyone's having a good time with it, like there's not pressure to like Yes. There's some really great shots of like people who just killed a child yeah. but then are walking on normal and nothing's happening. So yeah. And I'm sure that happened. Time. This guy just like knocking his like strangling his girl, strangling his daughter to death with like a flashing bag and he's like, oh, hi, how are you John? Um like, are we going to the game tonight? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. And he's like, what was it? What would you give me uh, seven. Seven. A solid it's a solid genre flick. Which for a horror film or seven? It's, I would say it's less a horror. It's not really a horror. It's not really a horror. No, that baby that did make me cringe and look at my phone for five minutes. But this woman was killing her baby. I was like, ah, it's amazing. Yeah, it is a bit messed up. But it's, it's, it's a genre flick and it has that B-movie mentality to it and it embraces it fully. I really liked it because of that. Um, go on to the one that we've done three of the scene now. That's the one we've seen this week. Uh, go, go. I'd also like to really point out how neat your handwriting is. I have got very girly handwriting, haven't I? Yeah. I didn't say it was girly, I said it was neat. Well, you pointed me out at one point and someone phoned us, texted you out to say um, thank you for the card and you got very neat writing. And it was my writing, and she, and she just took the credit for it anyway. It's like, 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 it's <laughs> no, uh, what it is, it's in high school, um, Lynn Ramsey actually made Backcatcher, it was in 1999. Um, and I believe that her nieces and nephews, um, so William 
is the kind of boy and that character. Mm-hmm. He was a year or two below me oh, in school, okay. and his sister Elizabeth was in my year. Oh, so I don't know yeah, Lynn yeah, Ramsey, that's like literally my tiny, tiny, tiny connections and some of the same. Like, I don't know that family anymore. Like, I only went to school with a couple of them. I feel like I'm struggling to get into something. I don't name drop. I will name drop again. They call name drops by the years and years where they're filming things for it every now and again. You sort of name drop area. All the noise McGregor. Yeah, we've been to the pub. You said some rat kids are the big breakers, but the one she's probably best known for now is me to talk about Kevin. I love them. Well, yeah, I've seen Rat Catcher in the connection there. I totally forgot that she's had anything to do with Kevin. Yeah, that, we thought about Kevin's actual last movie. It was taken on seven years to get this movie. We've heard two films, like Kevin and... Never really, yeah. I can see. Yeah. See. Absolutely. So, this film, it's hard to describe it. It's sort of. Wacken Phoenix, who is really the only actor in the film, it is the only actor in the film, he's the only kind of actor of note in the film, yes? Yeah. He's essentially, he's, he's not a hitman, he's like an enforcer. Yeah. And he's basically tasked with finding a girl who's been kidnapped. Yeah. And that's essentially the film. It's sort of like, it's sort of. I can feel it to I think he's around for hundred people yet. He's sort of like. It's Man on Fire meets. Like taken with John Wick, but done with Taxi Driver. Yeah, we've got. Did you enjoy the film? Yeah, I and as I watched it, because I always like to think to myself, like, so, for example, with Annihilation, right, everything that you go with, oh, apparently it was uh, too intelligent, too intellectual, right? Yeah, it was too, it was too intellectual, right? And I like to look at a story and go, nah, that was a story. What, it, Annihilation, yeah, yeah, yeah. put that out there, it was not a clever story, and it was no different to any other story. When you watch a film, I didn't find it any different to any other film. Yeah. What's your show? And then you're coming back next week for the annihilation show. Well, I might just do that. <laughs> Is that an invitation, Ryan? He's the captain. All people He's the captain. <laughs> he has it. Well, he has a captain. <laughs> um, but I do have a film, like, for example, like, Sex and right? I don't know if you liked it. Didn't have seen it. I liked it. I loved it. Yeah, I liked it. It's a love story. Yeah, it's a fucked up love story. It's a love story. It's a love story. All of you are fucked up, yeah. I was thinking to myself, if you were never really here, really any different to any film in that kind of genre. And I was like, no, but it's told in such a better way. I enjoyed it so much better. I enjoyed it so much. I enjoyed it so much more than. I would say that I, yeah, it's, it's got its own merit set as the guy that does, it's like the loner that, that, that does this fucking 
it's a bleak, yeah, it's a bleak dark deal when it hits Nike, it's not a nice Nike to be in. It's a performance, yeah. it's a, 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 the camera's like right here, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, like a lot of things, and there's that kind of... The one thing I like about it is now, the music we got through, the music that yeah. we used to play. Very radio-heady, I thought. It was it not, not that? It was it not even out of the blood, or was it that? No, it's a variety. Think of an annihilation. I don't really know, but it felt very radio-heady to me. It's a tape report. Do you know, industrial... Some of it played in a completely juxtaposition with what's actually going on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which is, yeah, really fucking The music was well phenomenal as well. It reminded me, remember that film you went and saw? The one about the Pakistani girl who married, who, who runs away with the white, oh. white boy and then it's a family come after him. Yeah, that was horrible. The bleakness and the dark thing in the name of the film is really good for what it's worth something now, but uh, Catch Me Daddy, that's what it was, yes. Oh my god, it's, a, it's one of the bleakest films we've ever got to watch. Yeah, we've just come out jarred. Yeah, like, didn't even want to talk to each other like that. It's all right, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Wait, do you know what's the problem? Is that really disturbing? Catch Me Daddy could be up there, guys. I think I've heard this film is. I recently watched Sherry Baby. And I watched it and I thought it was so good. Yeah, I actually watched it in the afternoon, I'm lucky that it was a sunny day, I had to leave the flat and go for a walk around the park and get a coffee and everything and just recover because I just, I literally went to do with my own standard. David O. Russell, we wanted to take his first film, it's about a mother and son living at home, mum breaks her legs, so the boys looking after her, and they end up basically coming out a very, very intimate relationship in itself, very bleak and awkward watching it. Lewis is in the show today. Yeah, Lewis is good. Yeah, it's good. It's, 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 it's a good film, but it's a horrible watch. I think Phoenix is... It's becoming like a living situation. Yeah, definitely. He's one of the guys you always watch. Do you think he's like a very different quality? No, I watched The Master and I hated The Master. I loved The Master. Nah, I didn't like The Master. He wasn't bad in the film, but it felt like more Hoffman was better in the film, but it's only a film of Pelotosh. Yeah, he does seem to be... Oh no, you know what I didn't like? And people seem to love it, and I just didn't like it. The one, uh, Hoffman, the one he's putting... I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right, yeah. Because it's not... Dude, that's the thing to the future where you can see we're going to get there. Do you know it's a really underrated film? Buffalo Soldier. It's really good, and it's not a film, like, I ask people about it, you, you've seen it. Yes. Colin's not seen it, I asked people, and they're like, nah, they're not talking about it. Would you say, I'll tell you what, the thing about me that you never really get that got me was, it reminded me a bit like Lashium, We Sat and Watched Ghost Story, and uh, Mother, where... More Mother, not Ghost Story. An idea that... Mother was it? Alley. Well, we got to the point like when you leave it, like we talked about before, you leave the cinema so often and you get to the bottom of the stairs and you've forgotten everything you've seen in the cinema. 
Yeah, you don't really care. Whereas this film, I was sitting watching it. It lingers. And it lingered for me. And then I got to the bottom of the stairs. I was walking down, walking home, sitting in the train. And it was still in my mind. I was still thinking about it. I woke up this morning. I was still in my head, still thinking about Wait, it. Did you see it with Jill? No, he's me myself. Sorry. We seen it all the rain, and it's like because we just chatted and about it, and then it's a shame Jill wasn't here because I think Jill would have fell asleep. But it's one of those films you need someone to just bounce off a straight away because it, it kind of. I guess in your brain. Yeah. Um, would you watch it again? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I could not ever watch it again. I appreciate everything it did, and appreciate the better ability to get made. And I kind of probably did enjoy while watching it, or even after. Like, I appreciate it as a, great, as a good movie, mm-hmm. but I could never myself sitting there like, I'm going to watch this film again. I absolutely know. What I really about it, and it's a shame because when you read reviews about it, pictures have last been built as this uber violent film. It's not the violence when it's done. It's done in a way that you know it's not fucking. You know, blood spatters everywhere and drained. I mean, they just go in it, certainly, oh. but it's done in such a way that you know, people seem to focus on all the other things. They're not focusing on the story of this guy. It's, you know, this guy's got power. Not the fucking boys. No. I think it didn't glorify violence in any way. If anything, what it did, it was it showed the. It was always necessary. Well, the violence, the violence has to be the violence is important. The violence is an important part of the story, but it almost shows the preparation for violence more than it shows the violence. It shows him getting ready, him preparing for his night or him preparing for his day that he has to use violence. But it doesn't actually show the violence in itself for violence sake. It, you know, um, but and um, can I just say something for him last night as well? That also made me miss the beard a lot. So. Did you like Wacker Phoenix beard in it? Well, I like my beard when I had it as well. Yeah. Which reminded me of Wacker Phoenix's beard, so I missed my beard. I appreciate when I looked in the mirror, he looked a bit like myself. He looked a little bit overweight, a little bit chunky, and I'm going, I've got a Wacker Phoenix body. Oh, yeah. But he's not built up in a good way, he just looks like, he looks like a boxer. Not everybody looks overweight and it's all muscle. Yeah. Or it's it's not all defined muscle, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like uh, somebody is this bulky? Is this bulky? It's just a big struggle and hold on. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this guy in the street? You would. Aye. It's like it's kind of it's kind of like hardly done in, uh, for Bane. It's just it's not defined. It's just it's just, it's just it's pure mass. Right, I'm having a really nice night, right? And I've. <laughs> and you have to fucking drop the H bomb on me. Don't. Sorry. Out of ten, what you give it? I would I would give it a solid eight. Out of 10. Solid eight out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe eight and a half nine. Um, what would I give it? I'd give it a good. I'd give it a good eight. Yeah. yeah. I'd go eight, eight and a half. Yeah, yeah. uh huh. I'd go seven. Seven or Yeah. Well, the, was it pacing or? The, not the pacing, it was slow but also, it did, it was not a long film. We moved it pretty quickly um, in terms of the film, like overall running time. I found some of it was quite jarring, I felt like it something that it didn't need to be jarring in the way it was. Like something like the, the sort of, the quick cuts away, it's like kids in the, 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 you know, him flashing back on stuff. Yeah. I feel like it was, that was done for impact sake rather than actually being, a prevalent part of the story and for that I can move out of it. Also it, it is so bleak and so just disparaging not disparaging like so it's such a, a delve into such a broken man. So it's hard to it's hard to love it, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. But oh it's a good it's a solid film. I don't think the flashbacks I got a man that that means it just all built his character that you want to understand. Yeah. You want you can make sense him because you know he's just such a fucking He's not a monster, but... He is a monster. Yeah, yeah. He just humanity to him. This tells you why, you want to know more about him. I think every, every scene in every cup was like... Uh, you enjoyed it then? Yeah, I think it was. Really good. So, will you give it a shout to somebody? Um, I do. I would like to say 
hello uh, to my good friend Mark, who I know listens on his commute to his wonderful job in Edinburgh. So we'll be enjoying the city lunch. Ha ha. But then, do you want to say hello to Mark? Hi, hi Mark. <laughs> I don't know who Mark is, but yeah, hello, listener. Mark, you should be nice. Anybody else want to give a shout out while we're doing all the part of this now? No. No, I'm going to help him. Oh, what a guy, Jim Hawkins. Oh, Jim Bone. What? Jim Bone died. Jim Bone died, same he died on Einstein's birthday. He was born on Galileo's death. It's a nice mystery. It's a coincidence, but it's a nice mystery. That was like a really cheery shout out, Mark. We did write to you and then just mentioned him. Every dad in the last two weeks. Out next week, we've got, we're still out right now, is game night. I've actually better reviews than you expect. It's not getting bad reviews. I thought it was good fun. Red Sparrow is still out. Ooh. I'm trying to go and see it, I mean, you've seen Chelsea Kong. You've got one called Wonder Wheel, which is still out, which I think is... Yeah, that's a good idea. What's been the question is, so, we love Gibson, we're going to see Gibson. Would you go to Woody Allen in the back of his hand? Are you sure it's an Allen film? I don't think it was. I'm sure it is. I think it's done in the spirit of... Uh, Would you go and see Woody Allen now, after the recent... Um, I like Woody Allen. I mostly like Woody Allen films, so, so yeah, I probably would. Would you? Yeah, yeah, I would. So Wonder Girls and Woody Allen, do you? I would go and see it, but it's not a good time. It's only out midday, and I'm not. I'm working. Um, and also still out, which is amazing, is um, Great Showman still out, which I can't believe is still out, but it's still out. This has to be like the longest cinema run in history since Avatar. Yeah, I think the guy just recently hadn't really seen it. That's a good point. I haven't seen it. I booked tickets for about six times, not seen it yet. <coughs> um, also out this week, out you this week, is Kabooter, which is getting taken over the No, it's not. I've read about a half dozen that are awful. I've heard a few more than that, say. Okay. Could you let's see an average video game movie? Fair enough. Uh, also, a rabbit. Well, people who like blueberries. Basically, a middle-class blueberries. Yeah. So, we're going to start from a rabbit. And also, is uh, Mary Magdalene is out of the world. Which I really, 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 really want to see. I want to see. I like Sorkin Sanders a lot. But I'm annoyed that it's not any kickbacks in the Catholic Church. I want to see a film like that and get kickbacks and maybe something nasty. Yeah. The Catholic Church in the Middle East. Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keep saying, white African Middle Eastern role. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
she's in Twister. More importantly, she's in Twister. She's in everything. Yeah, Twister. Um, Tom, where can people find us? For a shout out. I know where this fucking hell are. Yeah. Three beers yeah. in a movie at gmail.com. Yeah, but I know there's thousands of them. Have we actually discovered yet for the uh, that thing is that we were talking about? Most of them are recommended for that. No, no, because no, we have. There's no one speaks to you. Of all the listeners, I mean, I know there's just a lot. It's not like you're in the classroom and you don't want an answer, even though you know the answer because you're too embarrassed. No one can hear you answer. You can sit in the toilet with your phone and emails. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Just don't send the picture. Yeah. Anyway, that's this week's episode in the can. I've been Paul McKay, you've been... You've been... And you've not been James Bond? No. You've been... I've been here. Thanks for listening to... Three beers and a movie.